welcome to episode 49 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some, Mike. How are you, sir? Very well. Very well indeed, Dave. Uh, coming up, it doesn't even seem like it's Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is Thursday. Yeah, where is, isn't that where crazy? Is, I guess all the COVID thought just kind of wrapped the year into warp speed and sure, almost over with already. Other than that, I'm doing wonderful. Good. Um, before we get started here, kind of sort of a corrections corner, which we really haven't had in the last few weeks, but hey, 49 episodes in, Dave. We're, we're damn near experts. I would, yep, I was going to say. I mean, I mean, mistakes are going to be few and far between when you get as boom, 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 you know, well <laughs> dialed in as we are. So um, so they're not really mistakes, they're just oversights on our part. And um, uh, happy belated birthday to, albeit sometimes a behind listener, but a dedicated listener nonetheless. Uh, Jamie Wendy had a birthday last monday now i know right, we recorded right. on sunday but we could have wished her hey happy birthday tomorrow jamie so we are actually late in a belated birthday and you know as sensitive as jamie is dave yeah insert eye roll here uh she was probably pretty broken up that she didn't get a birthday shout out but now now she'll be pleasantly surprised i think so um and the second one is this would have been applicable Last Sunday, because today is the 22nd. Last Sunday would have been the 15th. And on Tuesday, November 10th, Chandler Joe Shoff was welcomed into the world, which makes our key listener slash editor, Blackhawk Larry, a grandpa. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations to uh, Loyal listener Larry and his wife Dana for becoming grandparents for the first time. And, of course, congratulations to Michael and Casey, their son and daughter-in-law, on exactly. the uh, birth of their granddaughter. So, heretofore, I believe, will address uh, Blackhawk Larry as Grandpa Blackhawk. Grandpa Blackhawk. There you go. I love it. How about that heretofore, though? Huh? I was just, I was a little that stunned. That was, I'm fucking amazed. <laughs> I came up with that on the spot, like, well, in my notes. I've got it in my notes, but right. as I was mar- marking my notes, I said, heretofore. Or, Beautiful. Back to your English lit days. Exactly. So I, I was pretty proud of that. But, uh, um, so yeah, we got a, a porter sandwiched in. Between a couple of double IPAs. Nice. You know what it's like to be sandwiched in between a couple things, Dave. Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to tell those stories, Mike. First up, first up on the docket, we have Farmer Strong from Big Lake Brewing Company. And where'd you say it was from? Holland, Michigan? Holland, yep. All right. Um, and I'm kind of curious about this, and neither one of us will ever remember, but if you remember, Big Lake Brewing Company... Also gave us the one that we tried. I'd have to look back at on the Facebook page. Something about uh, frontline workers or nurses. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Th- yep. th- this is the same company. So I, yep. I'm hoping it's not the exact same beer and they just slap a different label on it and honor another group. Because right. For, it was frontline workers, I think it was called. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I thought that one was also a, a regular 12-ounce can maybe. I don't think so because no. I remember because okay. I remember the because you could tell by the label it just looks like a silver can with just sure. like it. Yeah. Oh, let's honor these people. Maybe <laughs> so. Maybe. But anyway, without further ado, let's crack item number one on the Price Is Right. I'm gonna go with the rusted spoke. I'm going with Hoplot. No free ads. 
Nice golden, hate it, you know. Good pour, it, good it, hazy. It is a double IPA, double hazy IPA, so. New England style. You would think the color would be hazy. Ooh. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Yeah, that, that actually may be better than the fog cutter I've been pre-podding with. And you know how I feel about my fog cutter. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's a lot of flavor to it. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. A little piney, little, yeah, you got yeah. some grapefruit Definitely. type of a fruity, solid New England style. I like it. Um, all right, Larry, I'm not, uh, Gra uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, he's already fucked up his greeting. Um, <laughs> I won't keep you waiting. I know how you look forward week in and week out to the first annual flight football and anything else fantasy football league standings and so you're going to depress me right off oh yeah side. you know get get it you know like a band-aid dave we're going to rip it off and you can move on um appreciate, yeah, just appreciate as, that just as i said last week josh was overtook me josh is heading into this week in the lead with 360 10 points ahead of me at 350 henry with 324 and dave i'll tell you what i'll give you this week's point total and you're still only at 218. So you're going to need a damn near miracle from Lamar Jackson and company. But I'm going to tell Josh right now, I think I'm going to take the lead on him coming into week 12 because I've got Mahomes and Hill tomorrow night, and he's got 18 points with only Mike Evans left. So I think the first ever is coming down to the wire. Um, and later on in the show, remind me, to go over because we did have a couple of response on Twitter oh, about that um, TikTok dream team where you have fifteen dollars. Oh to spend. yeah, okay. Um, had a couple of responses on that, and I will gotcha. uh, go over those later. But um, so anyway, hey, week eleven, and the Bears didn't they didn't, didn't win, lose. but they didn't lose either because they were on a bye week, but. As our listeners know, we do our program on Sunday, and in Week 10, the Bears played Monday night. What right. we talked about last week is Matt Nagy conceded play-calling duties yep. to the offense coordinator. I think his name's Bill. Bill Lazor. Yep. Uh, same shit, different day. <laughs> um, the right. Bears' only touchdown came on a second-half 104-yard kickoff return from Cordero Patterson, and... Every, listeners, clear your ears and pay attention because it's going to sound like I'm misspeaking, but I'm not. So the Bears lost last week 13 points, no offensive points, and they had 149 yards and 10 first downs. No, that wasn't one drive. That wasn't two drives. That wasn't one quarter's worth of offensive futility. That was... An entire Fire game's game. worth of futility. 149 <laughs> yards for fuck's sakes. Last, in week 9 or week 10, Ronald Jones Jr. had a 98-yard touchdown run. Like, man, that's 50, on one play, that's 51 fewer yards than the Bears had in the entire game. Right. So, Nagy, um, never have a, at the very end of the game, Foles was hit, went down, was actually carted off, and hey... I never want to see anybody get hurt. I, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, I want him to lead a full, productive, normal life. Sure. Be a great husband, a great father, and 
productive member of society. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. not ever played quarterback for the Bears again. Is that too much to add? <laughs> but then after being carted off as if he was shot by three AK-47s at point-blank range, the next day, uh, a la um, Chevy Chase in one, the vacation series where he gets up, I'm okay! I'm okay. <laughs> um, it's a little hip pointer, and because of the bye week, he's probably going to be fine, and it's like... right. Oh, well, darn it. Foles is our guy. <laughs> yeah, Foles is our guy, so looks like a 5-11 and 11 finish. <laughs> um, fast forward into this week, though. Steelers remain unbeaten. Good thing for me. Yeah, they had a, a real tight one with uh, my son Nick's Jaguars. What was the final, like 37-3 or something or like that? 27-3. 27-3, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not horrible news, so to speak, but... Uh, Bad news, Joe Burrow, who had, had looked the part of a number one pick for the Bengals, looked great, Right. got hit high and low, and already they, they've ruled him out for the year. He's tore his ACL. Oh. So hopefully that doesn't... I did doesn't, not see or hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... And like my older son, Justin, who's a huge Bengal fan... Um, he figured, he said, well, I knew that offensive line of ours would get him hurt, but it was too bad because, I mean, making a lot of mistakes, but hell, he's a rookie. He's learning on the fly with a bad team. Right. And, you know, to have that injury, hopefully. That's a tough challenge for a new quarterback. Right. And hopefully next year he comes back, you know, and doesn't suffer the any devastating effects of this injury. Uh, game of the day, I think, was the Titans and the Ravens. little uh, pregame yes. Bruhaha, if you will, little words, a little verbal jousting as the Titans went to the center of the Ravens field, as if to kind of like, like, like the alpha male dog and sure. piss on their turf. And right, Ravens Put didn't the want axe in the middle of it. Yeah, Ravens didn't want any part of that, and you know, a little jaw jacking. Ravens looked like they're going to win handily, and then the, the Titans came back, and uh, King Henry with a walk off touchdown running overtime. Yep, and uh, he's the one I picked up after half of my. Uh, FFAE fantasy football team was injured. He was your highlight of the day. He he actually scored as many points as the rest of your team combined in today. So <laughs> he, he was a big plus for you. Um, then the, the Lions. I'm shocked. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt that, but uh, yeah, I'm not shocked that they lost the game. After all, the the Lions are the Lions, but they lost twenty to nothing to get and shut out. Is crazy against Carolina's. Not a horrible defense, but not a great defense by any stretch. Right. And they get shut out. I mean, hell, I just showed you how anemic the Bears are. But hell, the Bears at least score. I yeah, mean, and I didn't look to see. I didn't look to see how many uh, offensive yards Detroit had, but it can't be more than Stafford. The last I saw had 140 yards pass. Okay. All right. So. All right. The other big news during the week was uh, going into the New Orleans-Atlanta game. Who was going to be quarterback? Now, I don't know that it was big news, but it was something all the, you know, Fox Sports, ESPN, all the analysts and commentators were going back and forth about whether it was going to be Winston or... Um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. And, you know, categorically across the board, everybody was like, why is this even a discussion? Because Taysom hasn't really had many reps at all, and Winston obviously is a proven NFL quarterback, albeit a turnover machine, right. but obviously he did okay today with their win against Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's not a super strong team, but, you know, 24-9, to 
is a decent litmus test. And he had two, he actually had, it was funny you bring that up because ethical question here for you in a second. Um, and I don't know, I, I know if my buddy Fish will listen from time to time, but I don't know if anybody else in my regular fantasy football league listens. Maybe I have to post that on our e-board to get some extra listenership here, Dave. But uh, anyway, um, Hill had two rushing touchdowns, and he threw a 50-yard touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders that was called back because of uh, holding. But he wound up with two touchdown rushing, two rushing touchdowns, 51 yards rushing, and 234 yards passing. So, solid debut. Sure. But here's the thing, the ethical part of it. Now... In my league that I was talking to you about, I needed a quarterback. I waited. I was going to pick up Winston, but right. somebody with fewer points than me, thanks, Sean, <laughs> picked up Winston right. during the waiver period. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I'll just wait till the last second. I had it down to six quarterbacks, Taysom Hill being one of them kind of, because he even with Breeze is playing, Hill plays a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, that, that's kind of a flyer, and there's not really much out there that's left. I mean, it's not right. like Tom Brady's out there sitting on the waiver wire. Right. So, um... And then there's a little loophole in, in our league. If you, you have a wide receiver or tight end that gets a rushing touchdown, the points are doubled. Ah. And then if you check CBS Sportsline and ESPN, right. Tys- Tyson. Taysom Hill actually has tight end slash quarterback eligibility. All right. So I could have played a loophole. Oh, you could have. And started sure. Taysom Hill as... Um, tight end, as, as one of a tight end, one of my three receivers. Yeah, and went with a guy say like um, Philip Rivers. Although, I, in all honesty, I think I would have taken Alex Smith as my quarterback, who didn't do much, but he still had a touchdown path. And I would have double dipped the quarterback position, which in our league is the highest scoring position. Right. But then I started thinking, well, all right, I'm going to set precedent as a commissioner. I'm going to I'm going to take the high road, take one on the chin. And say, look, I mean, because if you look at the Saints roster, he Taysom Hill is listed on the depth chart as a quarterback and a quarterback only. Okay. All and right. and, and my, our league isn't run through ESPN or CBS Sports, so and he's never lined up even as a tight end. So I don't know how he has tight end eligibility. But, Just in case they want to, probably give him some flexibility. So instead of having he got me 18 points in our scoring system. If I were to use a loophole, that would have given me 33 points because his two rushing touchdowns instead of six and nine points would have been 12 and 18 points. But yeah. I, I, I get another week of not winning money, but I can sleep at night knowing I made the moral decision <laughs> for whatever that's worth. <laughs> Insert eye roll here. Yeah, another eye roll there. So, yeah, it's like, oh, well. Live and learn, but but now next time if that were to ever come up, I can go back and tell them, like if you're in our league 10 years from now and you go to do it, I'll say, oh, Dave, remember episode 49 when I said that I did it and I yeah. had to play my quarterback, so yeah. that's the rule. So right. It, you know, like I said, I fell on the sword for the league. Right. You know. That's good. In addition to being the champ, I'm a martyr. <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sake, you know, what more do people want from me? You should be getting paid for that. I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> Um, no other huge news necessarily uh, in the NFL. We've got the Packers-Colts game still going on as we uh, record, which is a good close game. I just need the uh, I need the Packers to get a touchdown here for me to cover uh, the points that I had in the NFL Fox Sports NFL Challenge. That's a fun little game, especially yeah, for someone like me that doesn't think I really know too much about football. It's uh, it's free and it doesn't matter if I lose. 
and I, I overthink it that this is the second week I've done that and I haven't done well either one of them. So actually the only way I could get the five points in this game is if the Packers tie it with a field goal and then win it in overtime by a touchdown. Because I think I... Had I seven, actually, I don't, actually I, no, I think I had an 8-12, to 12, so I don't think there's any way I can win this thing. All right. Unless a touchdown and then a pick six, but oh well. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I butchered a couple other games, so it doesn't matter because they lost anyway. Um, you want to rate the old uh, Farmer I Strong? I do. You're first, um, though. Yeah, but before we rate it, never gave the credentials. Mm. 7% alcohol, 30 IBUs. And that that 30 IBU does seem accurate because it's... You taste the the IPA in it, right? But it's not incredibly. You've bitter. got the flavor, yep. but not exactly perfectly worded. So, um, I'm you know I like it. I I don't know if I if drop dead craziness, but three eight eight. Hmm. I'm going to. Because of, you know, and for any of the longtime listeners that know me, because of the good flavor that this has without the bitterness, I got to go 3.9 and 3.95, Mike, because I don't know if it's a 4.0. I don't know if I could put it in that range. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a 3.90. Well, basically the same rating as me, but yep. it's, it seems odd. I mean, it's, it's almost like bizarro world here because some of these, the last few IPAs, you've actually rated higher than me, which is kind of crazy because I'm usually the IPA guy. But uh, I considered putting it into the four-point range, and then I started going yeah. back through my Rolodex of beers that I've had, and I'm like, yeah. Well, and that's just it. That's I, I wonder if there's somehow we can redo our um, rating scale because now I'm almost getting It's almost like out of spite. Right. I don't want to give a four-point rating. It's like, well, it's not that fucking good. I'm not giving it a four. Well, we might have to set up a whole... We might have to fill this table with flights and have a bunch of palate cleansers and just have them all just... Or something, because that's... Because I, I actually... This is a good beer. I like yeah. this. I could... I'll, I'll sit there and drink this till this drool runs down my sure. lip as yeah. I pass out into a chair. I have no problem yeah. with that. Tonight. Tonight, yeah, sure. <laughs> But I was when I was rating, I'm like, geez, I can't give this a four. I can't just give out fours willy nilly. I mean, then right. that abuses the four. Well, and then the other thing is too, you know, five is the highest rating. I don't think we've ever come close to that. So any have. So what is a five then? What what if we have what the, if, the five is the myth, mythical figure? Okay. I mean, that's All like right. the uh, what All is right. the example? It's like a but yeah, that's the the, the five is like this never going to happen but it's, it's like it's out there somewhere and then and hence we keep doing this podcast right is that like an 850 credit score yeah like it just can't be attained yes yeah okay yeah. discover must not be accurate though because according to my discover card i did have 850 last month did you yes i discovered but then when the lady at the bank told me that the discover card is not the one that anybody goes by so i'm like well fuck you it's still 850 <laughs> All um right. Uh, well, what's before, the actual on tap? Do you, do you see, have the, that yet? The on tap with a uh, paltry four, uh, 468 check-ins. The on tap crowd is right where we just debated on being. The on tap crowd was at an even 4.00. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're pretty close. I mean... It is a very tasty beer. Hey, Farmer Strong, thanks to the farmers, you know, 
thanks to Holland Brewing Company. And I'm just stingy. I'm the old guy. Get off my grass. <laughs> I ain't giving you no fucking four. <laughs> All right, Dave. As mentioned, sandwiched in between a couple of hazy double IPAs, we're going to go with a porter. And tonight's selection is, let me pull up my notes here, The Great Escape. Would be a wonderful name for a movie, I think. I think it would too, to be honest with you. Um, from the Connecticut Valley, Connecticut Valley Brewing Company, six point five percent, and as porters tend to be, the infamous in A and IBUs because porters typically are not that bitter. Yep. So, um, I think it'll be a good mix. I think the way we separate, the way I. I chose to separate the two will be good you know so we went hazy ipa right porter hazy ipa it would be a good little palate cleanser if you will so a little contrast um big old school locomotive coming down the tracks on the can i think that trumps the farmer strong which would easily make this the winner because when you look at the third can I mean, it looks like a couple of, like, second graders drew it up, so. Um, I'm going to go out of the Traverse City, Michigan, right brain brewery. Brewing. I know we've talked about this a million times on the pod, but why can't I say brewery, brewing? Brewing, yeah. I I, 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 I see brewery, and I want to say brewing, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it could have been the three or four IPAs you had before this. Well, it could have been, but it, I, it, it's every time I come up with that situation, it's like... Yeah. I've got the Stormcloud Brewing Company right. out of Frankfurt. That's the glass I've got. No free ads. The, the standard dark porter pour. Yep, but not thick. It doesn't look... It doesn't have the 30-weight consistency to it. It's got a light pour. Whoa, that was a light... Cheers. Cheers. Now I have to admit, hold on. I'm I had my I had my uh, flaming hot Cheetos breath going before. I, I, it's probably a really bad thing to cleanse your palate between a tasting. But even that being said, I think I like this a lot. It's uh doesn't make any sense what I'm about to say, but but you're gonna say it anyway. Exactly, rich. But bland almost. I mean, it's like like too thin, right? And it, but then again, coming off a hazy, I that's why it was. That's why the tasting is set up the way it is. Because here, let me have one more pull. Yeah, I'm trying to eat a couple pretzels here to get the to get the flaming hot Cheetos taste out of my mouth. I'm just as, saying, as the, as the listeners know, I refer to porters as dank tasting, and um. I don't. There's not that no. dank taste to no. this one. This is almost. This is like a. It's almost like a cup of coffee, a, a cold cup of coffee, if you will. Sure. Over ice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I can live with that. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying is that a lot of times some porters, you know, it's like okay, they got some good flavor, but after one, I'm done because I'm full. Right. Or it gives you that. that not going to happen with this one. Yeah. You it, can have a yeah, couple. It's light, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so I think, Dave, I think this is the third week in a row, so 49, 48, 47. So in 47, we came up with, uh, and we've been toying around with the name of it, and um, I, I kind of like, so what do you think, Dave? And I shoot a couple of topics, usually sports-related, but it doesn't have to be sports-related, that happened from the previous <laughs> podcast to this podcast. Right. And... You know, you talk about it, you say, yeah, story, no story, take, no stake, yes, no, maybe I hate it, love it, this is this, right, wrong, indifferent, yada, yada, yes. Sure. The first <clears throat> item up for bid on the price is right of, what do you think, Dave, is Robinson Cano. Yes. Dropped another dirty piss test for <laughs> PEDs. <laughs> yep, I heard that. So, what that means... In layman's terms, just to a couple of schmucks like you and I, right, is in 2021, uh -huh. Mr. Cano was slated to make $24 million. <laughs> More than you, me, and, and most either of our, of our spouses... <laughs> Combined, and for most our, of our, our listeners, and most of our <laughs> listeners combined for their for their lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. So for 2021, he is foregoing 24 million dollars for his second violation of the PED rules of Major League Baseball. Now here, now here's my take on it. What do you think on this? It's like, all right, if you're a 22-year-old in college and, you know, you have no other skills other than the sport you're playing. Right. And it's like, if I do this, you know, I don't like Ben Johnson. I mean, sure. look, look what it did. I mean, Ben Johnson ran a, what, a 9,700 fucking meters? Right. And he, you know, he was up and then he was way down, of course. Sure. But... You know, very few people get to be at the status he was at yep. before he crashed out. Correct. So, and it's like, hey, you know, if, if when I, in 1985, when I, when, when I was at Arthur Hill, if somebody said, hey, if you juice up, you're going to be this and you're going to have a shot at the NFL, you're, you're, you're damn right, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm loading up on every anabolic PED that you got. In hopes right. to make it. Right. And not only that, the mis misconception of that is like you take it, you lay on the couch with the uh, a Lost Coast Brewing Company, fog cutter, double IPA, bag of chips, and you, you pass out drunk and you're going to... No. I mean, there's hard work that goes with that stuff. Exactly. But, yeah. okay, rules are rules. Whatever. I get it. So... A young kid that thinks he needs to make a difference or, like, you know, you're a junior offensive lineman for Mississippi State. Yep. And they just, recruit, they just recruited the number one recruit in Mississippi, a six-foot-five, 345-pound monster out of uh, Ole Miss High School. And you're like, hey, I'm going to lose my position. Exactly. And I'm going to lose my scholarship. And then my, and then my dad's going <laughs> to blow me my brains out and make me work. You know, right? Okay, I get it. You know, I I get that. Uh -huh. Robinson Cano was in the seventh year of a ten-year deal, guaranteed twenty-four million dollars, and he's thirty-seven years old. How many more big fucking contracts does this guy think he's gonna sign? 
I'm just yeah okay. So and not only, and not only that, before I, before you give your take on it, not only yeah. that, it's like, um, if it had a dependence on alcoholism, like yeah, some people look at that uh, alcohol alcoholism isn't a drug that they choose to do that and blah blah blah. Okay, that's a whole different argument, but it is an addictive drug. Cocaine yeah. is an addictive drug. I almost would give more sympathy for Robinson Cano if he's like, oh, geez, he tested positive because he's fucking snorting lines off of strippers' tits. <laughs> I would say, well, hey, who doesn't like to do that, right, Dave? <laughs> as far as I know, PEDs are not addictive. Other than maybe like he likes looking in the mirror and like just flexing and says, ooh, well, baby, that's look at them that's, really, where I, you know. that's where I'm going with it. Okay, yeah, because it's like, otherwise it's like, You've got your money, dude. Who gives a fuck if you hit 112 and are on the bench? It's $24 million. Yeah, I mean, people get addicted to a lot of things. So I'm just saying, like, for example, like gambling addiction. You're not, you're not taking, you're not internalizing. You're not taking anything, you know, internally. You're not shooting yourself up. You're not taking anything orally. You're not taking anything. Anyway, it's just, it's a gambling addiction. Your mind... I, uh, I think it's like the hippocampus or some part of your brain gets, you know, there's a there's a chemical reaction when you hear the, and, and now it used to be real money hitting the tin, right? right. You used to hear the quarters hit the tin oh. in the bottom of the tray, yep. you know, and, and of course the, the people did the research and that's an addictive, you know, and so now they, they do, they pipe the fake sound of change right. hitting the tin. But I'm just saying, like, you know, to, to have that status and to have that, you know, that's an addictive quality that, you know, that people don't want to lose. And so I think, you know, in that standpoint, that's probably why he did it. And, and uh, you know, because he just, because he's addicted to that sensation of being the man, being, being what he was in the past, that he wants it to go on forever. Right. And... And again, and I don't argue. Do I think it's stupid? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and I don't. And obviously, I, I actually will agree with what you're saying about it because it's like, I mean, it's got to be something. But it's like, for fuck's sake, dude, you've got your money. You you were that guy. Right. You 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 made it. And now the the funny thing is, now I don't know what will happen if the Mets, because he's on the Mets, and there's two years left. There's three years left, 21, 22, and 23. He lost 21, and the Mets get credit for 21 of those $24 million so they can spend money, yada, yada, yada. So that's the whole business end of it. But now in 2022, they still owe him X amount. Now if they cut him, sure, I don't know right. what he gets from that point. That That's not our question at hand here, but it's just like I was just amazed by that. It's like... Again, if he was a 22-year-old and he was never never made anything and he just wanted to make you, you that would big get it. Yeah, I'd say, hey, fuck, you know, hey, hey, sports, you got caught. I mean, what can you do? You know, live and learn. Right. He's 30, 24 million dollars. But so, but so when your when your trainers, when your agent, when your handler, when your you know your 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 uh, uh, the person they have that does kind of their branding or you know whatever right. whatever people they hire. He probably had people chirping in his ear that knew what was going on saying, hey, you know what, dude? He's like, and I'm just saying, like, from a standpoint of being, you know, a professional athlete and having that, you know, acknowledgement of, you know, you know, you're performing at a high level, blah, blah, blah. He's probably addicted to that and told everybody to fuck off. 
I'm sure he told at least a couple people to fuck off. I'm doing this. I because he's so I, addicted to that. And, and, and I guess, but I would be addicted to that $24 million that I, <laughs> Now, again, he, when he went to from... Oh, fuck, where did it, what was the contract? I think he went from New York to Seattle and then is in the Mets now or something like that. It, it was a roundabout way. The Yankees offered him seven. He wanted ten. He got a ten-year deal, I think, from the Mariners... Ten years, two hundred forty million dollars. Right, and then the Mariners did whatever they had to do with him, and then now he's with the Mets. So he still has two years, so he can still make money. And then even right. I'm sure he will still make money with the players' union and everything. Even if he gets caught, he'll get some money. Right, and six years of a ten two hundred forty million dollar. The guy is probably set for life. But it's like if you're set for life, why are you fucking even taking it? Why not just sit here and drink Colt forty fives and bags of Cheetos? <laughs> well, that's and probably go up to the mountain of a two hundred fifty pound fat slob and ground out to the pitcher every <laughs> every at bat. I mean, well, like, I what the world? Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of kind of the point too. Is that if he's set, you know, if he's like, well, I've got, I've got double digits, you know, I've got a. Then why not? I got thirty million right. sitting in an offshore account. And therein lies. Why not try this? If I get busted, I'm still set. But therein lies the question. That's why I asked the question. It's like, well, if that's your mindset, then fuck it, just quit. Say I've got enough money. I don't care. But you know, you, you want the fame and the fun of playing at a high level, and you know what I mean. And so, if you get busted, you're done. I mean. All right. Well, all right. Fair enough. But I mean, I think we're in agreement on that. But it was just baffling to me that. <laughs> Somebody could just, I mean, tw- like you said, you and your wife, me and my wife, and most of our five listeners combined will not make $24 million in our lifetime. <laughs> right. And this guy just pissed it away in a year. Right. Just because he wanted to have a nice looking bicep. Probably sits in the line right. a, a big, a nice 18 and a half inch bicep. Two percent body fat and a two-inch dick. Have you ever been to Have you ever been to Las Vegas to the High Rollers and, and looked? I've never been in the High Rollers area, but looked into the High Rollers area, kind of like stalked them a little bit no. from the. You never done. Okay, because I've only been to Vegas once and I was too drunk. Okay, well I'm just saying like you watch people like on a roulette table, throw down ten thousand dollars on each one of their bets. You know, maybe there's a fifty thousand dollar minimum. You know what I mean? Right. Just stacks of money. And it doesn't hit their number. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And they, you know, all of a sudden they've got a whole other set of chips there because they've got credit. I'm just, you, know, right. you and I don't understand the people at that level who have that kind of money. We, we don't. You know what I mean? I got We're pissing our pants if we get if we find if we come across the extra thousand dollars that we didn't plan on. You know what I mean? Thousand dollars? Hell, I'm fucking stressing over a thirty sixty dollar weekly win in my fantasy football league for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, all right, second the second uh, what do you think, Dave? Is like I almost feel like this is like the end of the world question. Okay. And what I mean by that is twofold. Um, number one, because we we mainly me, I think you'd be more willing to do it, but. I'm so adamant against doing it. We rarely mention this league. But B, it's the amount of money. I thought the I thought the NBA, because of the bubble and COVID, I thought they were hurting for money. I thought mm. I, I thought they I thought they took a hit because it was like, oh, you know, you know, you know. You know, we got to give up this many games and you know, we're in the bubble and you know. I think we've of, talked about that before. Like, you know, the the ticket sales 
relative to TV contracts and merchandise sales is, I think the ticket sales pales in comparison to, they can't be hurting that much. Well, yeah, and what I'm about to say is, I'll give you some data which proves what you just said. All right, Donovan Mitchell, and by the way, little asterisk next to Donovan Mitchell, and I'll get to the that asterisk in a minute. Asterisk, nailed it. <laughs> um, he re-upped with the Utah Jazz for five years, $163 million, and it could be worth $195 million. <clears throat> Fred Van Fleet, four years, $85 million, to stay in Toronto. And I, I saw him come across the scroll. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet, I'm like... Those kids from Frankenmuth just signed an eighty-five million dollars <laughs> contract to play music for the fucking Toronto Raptors. Um, Gordon Hayward, keep a uh, special note on that because I'm getting back to him. He turns down a thirty-four million dollar contract, uh, uh, um, the, the one-year clause that they can offer players with the Celtics. One year, thirty-four million dollars. He said, ah, "Fuck you, I ain't doing it for a." Four-year, $120 million with the Charlotte Hornets. And then we got Christian Wood, three years, $41 million to go from Detroit to Houston. Danilo Gallinario, 32 years old, I might add, signs a three-year, $61.5 million contract to go from OKC to Atlanta. And Goran Dragovic, 34 years old, I might add, two years, $37.4 million to stay in Miami. Okay, so number one. Yeah. Here, right. Here's where the, what do you think, Dave? Number one, it's a three-part question. Number one, who the fuck are these guys? Are they Donovan Mitchell? I don't even know who these fucking guys <laughs> I are. Knew, I, I knew don't that, know who I these guys that, are. I knew that was going to be the first question. <laughs> and it's like, who the, you, are you kidding me? Goran Dragovic? Dragi- well, no, you got to know that guy. $19 million? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Never heard of him. 30, he's 30 fucking four years old, making $19 million dollars a year? I know. No wonder Robinson can hold fucking PED in it. I mean, this guy's... <laughs> I mean, all right. So, yeah. Who are these guys? I don't get it. Um, and then, like I say, where is this... That's why I say, is it the end of the world? Because it's the end of the world. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. The, the world's in Because Is this the end of the world? Because who is paying this money if the NBA is losing so much money that they can pay... Danilo Gallinario, a 32-year-old, $20 million a year. Who right. the fuck is Danilo Gallinario? <laughs> right. The guy is 32 fucking years old, and he's playing for the Atlanta Hawks, who are terrible. <laughs> right. Right. $20 million for that yeah. guy? So what's your, what's your other... So your first so, question... So Michael Jordan... So somebody based on past performance, somebody should give Michael Jordan six gazillion dollars <laughs> right now and say, hey, Michael, <laughs> ain't nobody better than you. Just here, take all this money. Right. So you had, you had your first question. Who the hell are these people? So that doesn't need to be answered. That's redundant. Right. Right. So, so what's your next question? Well, the second question is, where is this money coming from? I thought the NBA was well, remember defunct, you, basically, because of the COVID. Yeah, oh, we well, have to go in the bubble and shit. Yeah, that's, that's... Okay, so maybe they tainted the numbers. I get that, but they couldn't have made... They had to have lost a little bit of money. But yeah, teams are, the Atlanta Hawks are paying this clown $20 million a year? Right. But... Okay, so how many people are on a on a baseball roster? Uh, baseball twenty four. Okay, football fifty three. Right, basketball 12, 
to 50. Shh, that's where the money's coming from. TV contracts are probably the okay. same. Or, or, or so equal. because you only have 12 guys on your team, you can pay some nobody 32 No, but I mean, there's more. Think about, think about how many games there are. And 82. How, yeah. But it's going to be 70-something this year and start on Christmas Day. Whatever. Right. I mean, but just do the math between the number of games, the TV contracts, and then how many people you have on a roster. You know, there's some extra money to be spent there as opposed to compared to baseball and football. You know yeah, what well, I mean? I, I still don't. I, I didn't know. Yeah, so well, but, I mean, your question was where's the money coming from? Right. So, I mean, relatively speaking... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you watch, I, I mean, I listened to a little bit this week um, because the NBA draft was this week, right? And so it's, you know, the 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 thing about some of the conversations with the analysts and the, you know, and people, you know, on ESPN and Fox Sports, blah blah blah, blah is that the reason why a lot of those names end in a vowel is because the NBA is going outside the U.S. to find a lot of talent. Okay, so. For some of them. And some of them obviously are, you know, American-born, American-made, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just saying, like, the NBA is has been on a 10-year slide as far as viewership and because they don't, they don't utilize the, the college basketball, the NCAA basketball, as well as, say, like, football does. And so part of the conversation that's going on right now is, is that a, they got to stop doing what you're talking about right now, okay? Because that's not sustainable right. monetarily and from a viewership interest standpoint. People, people aren't going to be interested in that. Um, you know, the last most interesting person uh, has been, um, come on, help me, uh, from, from Duke, um, Zion Williams, right? Oh, uh, because Williams. everybody knew Zion from watching Duke, from paying attention to that, you know, they can... You know, it was something that, you know, here in the States we can like grasp onto and, and, and know as a story, even if you're not a basketball fan. But a lot of these guys, like you're mentioning, they're really good players and they have an impact on the NBA and, and they will impact a team's ability to make the playoffs, but nobody knows who the hell they are. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let our listeners mark this down. Episode 49, if Danello Galariano, 32 years old, Gets Atlanta into the playoffs. <laughs> I'll do whatever the listeners say I should do. <laughs> no restrictions. Um, anyway, the third question, the third part of this question. Yeah. We agree to disagree with that. And there ain't no fucking. That's why I think it's the end of the world. Because at the end, of, if it's, if I knew the end of the world was December twelfth, I'm I'm going to live a lot differently November twenty third to December eleventh than I normally would. Right. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, it, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some pillaging and plundering going on, you know, in this little subdivision here. Um, but anyway, all right. Bring me to my final question. Gordon Hayward, I told you he had signed a four-year, one hundred and twenty million dollars to go to the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward, if I'm not mistaken, has as many gruesome, devastating season injury, season ending. Lower body injuries is I have slam dunks in my life, <laughs> which is two. I think I think two of his last three or two of his last two or two of his last four seasons have ended with just like horrific, like oh yeah, injuries. Right. 
<clears throat> he turns down a $34 million contract to stay with the Celtics. Right. And then become a free agent next year, which I guess the free agent market in the NBA, which is a league we don't talk about, there's a lot of big shot free agents next year. Right. He turns that down, signs a four-year, $120 million deal, and hits the jackpot. Now, listeners are like, hey, I thought, hey, Mike, I thought you were the math guy. What do you mean he hits the jackpot? Four for 120 is actually less than 34 because it's only $30 million a year. But so... This is my question, NBA aside. Yeah. We're not professional athletes. Right. And um, we uh, can't compare our jobs to their jobs. But uh, Gordon Hayward is not in his 50s like you and I. Right. And there are no guarantees in life. I mean, yeah, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Sammy Hagar, love the quote. Um <laughs> So, your boss comes to you tomorrow morning. Right. Offers you one year, $34 million, or four for 120 <laughs> What are you taking? <laughs> I need the answer right now, Dave. 34 That's what I'm taking, too. Yeah. Now, now, you know, I, uh, I'm not really bagging on Gordon Hayward for not taking it because he's, what, probably 28 or something, and he's like, all right, Four years, I'm only going to be 32. So sure. I actually like what Gordon Hayward did. He bet on himself, lost four million a year, but in a sense gained 80, 66, $86 million. dollars. So yeah. I like what he did. Right. But I like you. If like if my employer came to me and said, "Hey, one or the other, one year." But you're asking me right now as yes. a 50 year old. Yes. Right. Oh that's, hell yeah. Yeah. That's right. That, <laughs> that's if, a no brainer. If my if, my if my boss came, I mean, but if you look at it, it's like, all right, so because you're 50 or 51. 50. So in four years you're 54, and four years I'm 57. Right. So that will be a hundred. I mean, we'd still have 86 million dollars more in four years, but I actually think I'm taking the. Yeah, I'm taking the 34 million. And say fuck it, right? You know, it's like because if, if if at 50 years old you can't make 34 million dollars last for you right. and at least your immediate family, <laughs> right. then you're a fucking loser. But that's what that's actually the question you ask, and I'm gonna get kind of nerdy right here. That's actually a like a um, pe uh, people in the in the corporate America study. It's a marketing tool called present bias. Saying like if you have an if you have something right now when you can get it right now you'll take less than if oh yeah for sure do you know what I mean that then if you wait so he's actually he's kind of was a little more savvy and didn't but he's younger though too true. It was like you know right 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 but I mean I I think there's logic to it though and that's why I bring the question up and. Actually, I'm fucking pretty ashamed of myself here because <laughs> this question, this question and debate is probably better than my random question. But it's like, all right, so you're 50. Yeah. All right, Dave, I need you to work four more years. Yeah. 30 million a year for four more years. Right. That's 120 million dollars. Now you've taken care of Max, McKenna, and Jake's kids, and well, probably sure. their kids. Right. The thirty-four million, it might just be Max McKenna and, and Jake's kids. Yeah, I mean, if if I was given twenty-four hours to think about no, it, no, it's got to be the, this that the right. question I is taken, now. Right, that's what I'm saying. I would have taken the thirty-four million. I, as, as a 
Yeah. 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 Because I'm only 50 for crying out loud. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. So that's there. That, that's what I say. I'm kind of pissed off at myself because this is a way better random question than my random question coming right. up in the well, next we'll segment. See. But, we'll see. We'll see. But because I mean, because 34 million is more than 30 million a year, but 30 million a year for, for four years. years is a lot better than 34 million. Correct. And this is but where. It, but if at 50 for you, 53 for me. If you can't make $34 million last, at least through your kids' right. lifetime right. and my kids' lifetime, right. then we're losers. Right. I mean, how much money do you need, really? Right. Well, it depends, I mean, on, it depends on what uh, what senior care living home you get put into. Is it the $6,000 a month care facility yeah. or is it the $22,000 a month? Care facility, and I and I'm not stuttering. It's a month. Yeah, well, I'm living hard and going out. They, I, I ain't gonna be there more than two or three months. I mean, you're only gonna need sixty-six thousand dollars, which is a chump change penance of thirty-four million. All right, let's but, write this. No, man, we gotta get this day in sports. Oh, we do. Oh yeah. my god. All um, right. So anyway, uh, I forgot about. Yep. Such a good conversation. I forgot. Yeah. We well, did. Yep. No. Well, I, there's nothing great happened, but I got a couple. I got a few of them. Uh, November twenty-second. November 22nd, 1957, the Mick, good old, to previous fucking listeners of episode like 30-something, uh, Mickey Mantle wins his second AL MVP title. All right, I got to go back a year. I got to go to 1956, and this would be the um, seven, or 16th, no, yeah, 16th Summer Olympics. Opened in Melbourne, Australia, the first Olympics to be staged in the Southern Hemisphere and Oceania, as well as the first to be held outside of Europe and North America. How about them apples? Really? Yeah. The Olympics were always in Europe and... Well, I mean, I think they counted Greece as Europe. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Europe? Yep. Europe or North America, and the first one to be staged in, in the Southern Hemisphere. So in 1956, Olympics, you know, that. well, I'm, I'm talking about the modern Olympics. Right, right. That would be the 16th Olympic. All right. Well, two years before I was born, November 22nd, 1965, in his second title defense, Muhammad Ali scores a 12th round KO of Floyd Patterson in Las Vegas. Um, and the one thing that stuck out to me in this post totally irrelevant to the, this day in sport is D-E-F-E-N-C-E. D-E-N. What do you spell? No, D-E-F. D-E-F. E-N-C-E. I would have spelled it S-C. Why would... And that has nothing to do with French when Muhammad Ali beat Floyd Patterson. I thought defense was, with a C, I thought it was a French spelling. Huh. No. It's just a misspelling. No, I mean, defense and with a C is a French spelling of the word defenseman because if you look at oh. in, in like the NHL, yeah. a defenseman is spelled with a C. But I don't know why the defense, D-E-F-E-N-C-E, between Muhammad Ali and Floyd Patterson would invoke a French spelling. I don't either. 
So anyway, that's peculiar, to say the least. <clears throat> All right, so we got to go to hockey here. 1972, in Pittsburgh, uh, the Penguins set an NHL record for scoring the fastest five goals in a 10 to four win over the St. Louis Blues. Okay, so fastest five, fastest five goals. What do you think it was? Do you remember? I, I, I know it was two minutes and something because I, okay. almost, I almost wrote that down because I thought that was pretty amazing. I mean, that, I mean, two minutes and seven seconds, yeah. they scored five goals. I looked at that and I went, what? How does that happen? And, and, that I, goalie must have been a complete sieve. Well, the, the only reason I didn't count that as one of my distant sports is like, it's like, man... I can't even last longer than the Texas <laughs> score five goals in the NHL. You got another one? Yes, I do. My uh, third and final, um, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, becomes the 13th NHLer to score 500 goals on November 22nd, 1986. Nice. All right, now this segues into what you were, your uh, question, like, what do you think? Yes. <clears throat> 1991, all right, so we're talking... 29 years ago. 29 years ago, only 29 years ago. Now, this, is, this was news. This was a big, big deal. New York Nick pay, the New York Knicks pay Patrick Ewing a record $18.8 million for a two-year extension. He's, Perfect. And that's what, he's go, listening to this pod going, exactly. what the? And that's what I'm saying. Patrick, you, the guys that I mentioned wouldn't be allowed to lick the sweat off of Patrick Ewan's tape, <laughs> much less make twice the money he did. Right. And I, and I get inflation, 1991, 2020, but right. $9 million for Patrick Ewing in 1991. Or... Um, Christian Woods, $14 million a year? Right. Christian Wood, I bet you Patrick Ewing could beat Christian Wood in a one-on-one -on -one game today. today. <laughs> Probably. All right, let's rate the Great Express. <clears throat> My turn. Yes, sir. Go first. Yep. Man, I like this. Um, and as in the past, part of my rating is drinkability. This has a lot of drink drinkability. It has good flavor. Uh, shoot. Do I put it ahead of the Farmer Strong? Do I put it ahead of the Farmer Strong? If I do, I've got to get towards that 4.0 scale. Hmm. I would put this slightly ahead. I don't know if I could put it at a 4.0. I'm going to go 3.96. All right, now our ratings are more in line of traditional Mike and Dave ratings. Though, I will say my taste buds have matured through 49 episodes because typically, let's say episode 15, 18, 20, this would probably be about a 275, 295 range. Right. But I've kind of tried to expand the horizon, so to speak. Um. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but as far as porters go, I liked it a lot, and I'm going to come in at it a nice, healthy 3.50. Wow. All right. Hey, Mike, what was the untapped rating? Oh, funny you should ask, Dave. Um, 
right smack dab in the middle of our ratings. I was 350, you were 3.96, and the on tap rating was 3.73. All right. All right, Dave. Ah, where does the time go? Already at our third tasting. Should we do six, eight, ten tastings tonight? Sure. Let's do, do, let's do that for 50 because I, I don't think we have enough beer for 10 tastings, but. I do in the fridge. All right, let's do it. <laughs> And we got plenty of snacks it right might here. Be, it might be an edited version of uh, Flights, Football, and Anything Else, episode 49. We may, we, instead of three, we may do ten. Stay tuned. Um, anyway, the third tasting is Retreat. This is a double hazy IPA from Offshoot Beer Company in Placentia, California. And I just wanted to say the word Placentia. Placentia. <laughs> um, the vitals on it are big boy of the night, 8.6% with 50 IBUs. So, are you right. ready to crack this bad boy? I am. Today? There we go. A little 16 ounce pint. I got my little fleet glass from Traverse City, Michigan. I got the maple grill glass, clearest pour of the night. A little bit of haze, but not like the farmer's haze. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. I'm almost, the word that comes to mind first is tangy. Yeah, uh, yeah, tangy and tart. Not bitter, but it kind of like, on the finish... It's a little one-two combination right to the midsection where you're like, <laughs> oh, so you might you might actually rate this pretty high then. So, um, um, I think we'd be remiss, Dave, if we didn't discuss a little college football. Yeah, we have. To. I mean, it's a bizarre world clusterfuck of a season, but nonetheless, I think we should. Um, I think one of the strangest things, which, in the world of COVID, sports and non-sports related, I guess, you can't expect anything else. Clemson, Florida State was postponed even though Clemson went to Florida. Yeah. Released, okay, you know, Joe Schmoll tested positive, you know, he's out. Everybody else did the required testing. The CDC said... Yeah, okay, well, yeah, game on. You guys did everything you're supposed to. And then Florida State is like, in my opinion, shit their pants. And like, oh, we got to play Clemson? Oh, shit. <laughs> and like, no, oh, no, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait. They had a positive player, you know, because Clemson traveled past the requirements, and then the schools couldn't agree on the what was safe and what was not safe. Right. So yeah. that game was postponed, which... Here's a, a, a side note which brings the NFL back into the equation, and I know this is a college football segment, but this is, I think it's bizarro COVID, COVID fact number 644. Yeah. <clears throat> Falls under the COVID logic clause. So a college player tests positive, and the entire state that that college in needs to commit suicide. That's... <laughs> 
college football policy. <laughs> Why do you always have to go there? Whereas, whereas in the NFL, Dave, you're the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Right. And you test positive. It's like, uh, all right, go to your room and keep testing until you get enough negatives, and then you can play this weekend. So now, so where where is where in lies that logic? And could somebody explain that to me? Because in college, like for instance, another game that I'd like to talk about, a game that didn't happen: Michigan State Maryland wasn't postponed. Fucking flat out canceled because the, the Big Ten said, "Hey, we ain't making shit up. If you can't play it, it's over." Right. So, and you know, Michigan State's probably, yeah, right. we ain't getting fucking hammered again this week. Right. But it's like, so a, a source, a contact tracing in college is almost like having unprotected sex with John Holmes when he was AIDS, <laughs> HIV positive. Whereas in the NFL, it's like, hey, um, just Take keep, some penicillin just, just and you're keep, good. Just keep testing and you'll be good by Sunday. Come on, because the show must go on. I just don't get it. It's just it's. It, and Clemson did everything that everybody says. Like, hey, yeah, the CDC is like, yeah, everything's right. You're good to go game on. And Florida State's like, whoa, we don't want to play Clemson if somebody, a player was infected with COVID. Dumb. Florida State should forfeit the game, have to pay Clemson money, See ya. You're out. Anyway, on to the football. Um, Hey, I know it was only Rutgers. I know you're a Michigan State fan. I'm a U of M fan, but it's the U Miami. Right. So, but I think what we've learned, unless Jim Harbaugh is trying to get fired, I think he has found his quarterback because Mr. Cade McNamara, yep. a six foot one, two hundred and five pound sophomore, comes in, goes twenty seven to thirty six for two hundred and sixty yards, four touchdown passes, and a touchdown rush. After throwing a touchdown pass in relief the week before, it, 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 I mean, he looked good. I mean, yeah. again, it was only it's against Rutgers, but how fucking Rutgers took Michigan State to the woodshed in the first week of the season, right? So. I think I mean unless Harbaugh is just trying to get fired. Right. I think <laughs> I think Michigan found their starting quarterback. Um, the game I know you were watching because we were discussing it via text on the the day, but I was actually watching another game, so maybe uh, you can uh, talk about that. But Ohio State got up oh. big on Indiana. Yep. Hung on for a seven point victory. Well, the, the only the reason why Indiana came back is because of their coach. If you've seen the the highlight films, if you saw the the post game, it was almost a motivational speech after the after their loss in the locker room. I mean, their coach has got um, uh, oh shoot! Right now, I'm I'm um, Wisconsin head coach. Used to be Western. Um, I don't know any coach. Yes, you do. He used uh, to be Western's coach. Oh, with Alex. Fla- uh, PJ Fleck. Fleck. Yes, thank you. Um, That's Minnesota, not Wisconsin. What did I say, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Oh, yes, shit. Right. All right, my bad. Um, so Minnesota's coach, Fleck. You know what I mean? You know the energy level that that guy has? Um, Indiana's coach has got the same yeah. kind of thing going on. And so he's just got those guys fired up, and they came all the way back. Um, and, and honestly, a couple if they wouldn't have shot their, their self in the foot a couple times, Indiana would have won that game. Should have won that game. 
I mean, they were they were as good as Ohio State, except for you can't say they were as good. They were as good because they shot themselves in the foot. But you know where I'm getting at, right? And then it never hurt. It never helps because at one time it was like 35-14 or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe Ohio State started resting on their laurels, so to speak. Well, and the other game was Northwestern Wisconsin, and I was yep. interested to see what was going to happen in that one. And that one again was kind of a litmus test for Northwestern. And maybe Wisconsin hasn't had enough games because of their COVID issues early on, but Northwestern took Wisconsin to the woodshed. Yep. It probably could have been worse, except Northwestern fumbled on their own one yard line to go up fourteen to nothing. Which led to a seven-seven tie, and then what? Northwestern ended up winning what twenty to seven. Uh, yeah, no, it was seventeen-seven. Right, seventeen-seven. Yep. And you know, but if Northwestern scores instead of fumbling, you know, it could have been a route right, right. from the start. Right. Um, Iowa's the real deal. Yep, and yeah, Penn State's first ever zero and five start. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even the uh, even the Sandusky boys are probably. <laughs> wondering what's happened in that program. Um, what else you got? Bedlam. I was stunned. I actually anticipated Oklahoma State because I actually wow, anti- yeah. I, I thought Oklahoma State was wow. going to be the number four seed in this playoff picture, and Oklahoma just fucking whipped them. It was totally dominant. It wasn't even close. No, you um, know the bigger story was that that game. Did you see like between the twenty between the twenty yard line and twenty yard line how many people were packed into the stands? That's why that was my second favorite game of the day because my favorite game of the day was Cincinnati holding off UCF because it it brought me back to the days of what sports is all about. In that UCF game, there were fucking fans there. Um, it wasn't obviously they limited it because it wasn't a sellout, but it's not a very big venue to begin with. Right, right. And UCF had Cincinnati on the ropes. The crowd's going crazy, and that's what sports is all about. And I, you know, we can get into COVID debate number nine hundred and seventy-seven of flight football and anything else, which started back in episode maybe eleven. So for thirty-eight episodes, right. we've had some type of COVID talk right and it's just like um my take is like everybody like, oh i can't believe you know look at all those kids that saw the, the, the knights of central florida they were all together and a lot of them didn't have masks on oh jesus christ oh the humanity of it all and son of a bitch the world it's like you know what don't go to the game and it's like and then the, the other side because it's what covid what covid has become is actually like uh, pro pro life pro choice, that's actually that type of the debate. You're you're yeah, you're, on, you're on this side right. or you're on this side because the other you know because that you know because those people that were at that Central Florida game cheering for the Knights of Central Florida to knock off number seven Cincinnati, they didn't give two rats asses if they fucking came home with COVID or not. They wanted to see the night and the Knights fucking came to play, almost took it to them. And nobody, and it's like, and then the other side of the coin is that person going to say, well, what if he came in contact with a 87-year-old fat diabetic pig in the supermarket that caused her to die? And it's like, 
Maybe that fat, overweight, diabetic pig at the supermarket shouldn't have went to the supermarket. She should have had ship dropper groceries on their front porch. You know, so there's two sides of this coin. It's like, don't, you know, if you want to stay at home. Nobody told you you had to be one of the 14,250 that were allowed at Central Florida. Nobody told you you had to be there. Stay at home. And then your argument is like, well, but they were at the game and they could infect somebody I know. It's like, then stay at home because nobody gives two fucks about you. Stay at home, wait to die, and cry because nobody cares. I want to see a college football game because I'm going to go off on a tan year. It's not college football related, but I was flicking through the channels and I came across um, Wednesday night NXT. Shout out to Aaron Rift. Happy birthday to my sometime in the future brother-in-law whenever this COVID stupidity ends who uh, uh, marrying my sister Caitlin um, after NXT on Wednesday night USA Network showed the last ride of The Undertaker and you're like wrestling are you fucking kidding me we're talking right it's not wrestling we're talking about it's he came out for Wrestlemania 33 against Roman Reigns as like a 257-year-old man who you could tell was well past his prime. Right. And yet walked through the crowd and fucking fans, a sellout arena, wherever that was, the Wrestlemania. Yeah. Sellout arena, fucking fans cheering for them with tears rolling down their fucking eyes. And that's the life that I want to live. I don't want right. empty fucking stadiums and fucking little computer screens where people are at home fucking putting off because they're on TV. And I don't care about that. That's not what sports is. And you might say, wrestling? Wrestling's fake, Mike. They need the under... I don't give a fuck if wrestling's fake or not, Dave. It was the fact that a 51-year-old man is walking down the aisle and people are screaming, fucking hollering because for 30 fucking years they cheered for this guy because he made them feel special and got them out of their stupid minimum wage job. And it's like, this is a fucking... This is his last fucking wrestling. Come on, beat Roman Reigns. And fucking tears rolling down their eyes. And that's what sports says. Not right. COVID, like, oh, no, no fans at this park. No, we're going to cancel the game. And if, and, and anyway, that's, yeah. that's a big, in the business, we call that a tangent. So, um, <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a tangent, Mike. You know, so um, that's, I just, and that's, that's what sports is. And you might say, well, wrestling is a sport. Well, let, oh, they're let, athletic. Let, yeah, oh, exactly. They're athletic. Let, let the Undertaker grab you oh, by the yeah. throat and throw you 20 feet. Right. Into no, a they're, heart. They're athletic. Yeah, so, yeah. And, but yet there are fans out there that are just so passionate, so behind them. Right. Elbow to elbow with people crying. And right. it's like, that's what sports is. So I love the uh, Central Florida Cincinnati game. Coastal Carolina held off Appalachian State. Number 21, Liberty, fell to North Carolina State, 15-14. Oh, I know. I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, Shoot. Little Cinderella story down and out. And um, last thing here before we get to uh, TikTok. So what do you think? I mean, all the cancellations we just touched when I got off on a severe tangent. I didn't mean to get go that far off. Apparently you were passionate about it. So yeah, I let you roll. I let you have your moment. It's like, okay. All these games are canceled, postponed, yada, yada, yada. And I think we can agree that 
college football is about the pageantry. And again, I'm not going to relive that tangent, but it's like, all right, it, it, let's say even I buy into the, the Corona bros. And it's like, all right, you know, the world is ending, the sky is falling, you know, whatever. Why did Michigan Rutgers even play then? There's no fans there. Right. So there's no pageantry. Neither one of those teams are going to make the playoff. Right. So why don't we just take Alabama, right. Ohio State, right. Notre Dame. Yep. I don't know who number four is going to be. Maybe you could take four teams and have like a little round robin, not a round robin, but like one versus four, two versus three, and then the two winners meet, and then that winner becomes number four, and then that number four plays uh, Alabama, and then Ohio State plays Notre Dame, and then Ohio State beats Notre Dame and plays the winner of Alabama and whoever that play-in team is. Right. And then, because I, I get why they want to do it, because there's money involved in it. But okay. if all these cancellations and everything, it's like, oh, well, tonight um, oh, we'll have to inform you that uh, Toledo in Western Kentucky is going to have to be postponed. All right, okay, then, then fuck it. Why is Toledo and Western Kentucky even playing then? Just stop. Be done with it. Who cares? You're out. See right. ya. Is that a, is that a rhetorical question or no? I, I want to know. So why, why do those, they play because, these games? Because there's nobody even watching them. Because you can't go to the game. Because the kids and the coaches are there to play football. And if if you don't play the games, then why are the kids and the coaches there? I mean, ultimately, it boils down to yes, the money aspect of it is one right. factor. It's not just one thing, but it's a combination of the money. It's a combination of, when it boils down to it, especially in college, you know, a lot of those kids, they love to play. Right. And they're there to play. So, I love to play as a 53-year-old man, but ain't nobody fucking let, get me into the game. No, 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 no. I'm just sucks. saying, I'm just saying, if, if, if it's possible for them to play, even without fans, even without the fanfare and the pageantry, you know, if you ask the kids, do they want to play, most of them are like, hell yeah, I want to play. Right. I, I want to play the game. So, the, I, I mean, and it, it doesn't seem, I guess it seems logical, but it doesn't seem like the big answer that you want to hear, but it's like the kids want to play. So they play. And, right. and they All fulfill right. their, their contracts with the TV and All the right. conference and, and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so you're actually solidifying my point. Because I, I guarantee you, if... They went to the team and said, hey, um, your uh, 38th string long strap snapper yeah. uh, close contact with a COVID-19 person. Right. You guys want to play or eh, maybe you probably shouldn't. I guarantee they're going to say, who's our 38th string long snapper? <laughs> Fuck him. Let's play. Right. So yeah. why, are, why are there rules then? Well, and, and why and why are the NFL rules like eight minutes, and you can you <laughs> right. can clear yourself? Right. But in college, it's fourteen fucking days. Yeah, and we and we kind of covered this. We kind of covered this in I don't know what episode it was, but you got the difference between uh, you know people that are being paid millions and millions of dollars to do it and kids, essentially, you know. Maybe you just said the kids wanted to play. Well, they do, but I mean, the kids are going to have unprotected sex too. That ain't fucking necessarily a good thing. Because what if the unprotected? No, it's a bad thing. What if it was an AIDS-infected whore, crack whore? (laughs) No, but you guarantee that frat boy is like on a bat's going to fucking pop that AIDS-infected crack whore just on a bat. 
Because if you can get free Colt 45, he's tapping it. You know as well as I do he is. All right. <laughs> so, That's another tangent. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, hey, let's get to Twitter before we get to the random question. All right. Two Twitter things. The first one is, I threw out there, somebody put it out there, where you could um, come up with the, the greatest of all time teams. And it gave you five, you had $15 to spend, and it went from $5 to $1, which means you could take a $5, a $4, a $3, a $2, and a $1 player and meet your quota. You don't have to do it that way. But 5 plus 4 is 9, plus 3 is 12, plus 2 is 14, plus 1 is 15. Yep. And they had interesting choices. And the first response we got was from at, at dmcpeak22, our good friend at, don't forget yep. the popcorn. And his response was he came back with Peyton Manning, Walter Peyton, Randy Moss, Demarius Hop, Demarius. DeAndre Hopkins and Rob Gronkowski. Three, three, four, one, four is five, seven, twelve is fifteen dollars. Right. So that was his lineup. Sometime listener, Mike Klein from At Destination Bourbon. And if you haven't seen it, at Destination Bourbon, Mike does a wonderful job on YouTube. And yes, he, he actually tastes yes, he, he actually tastes bourbon and he makes this sh- our show here looked like a uh, mom and pop gumball machine. He does a wonderful job. Actually, the only, my only knock on at Destination Bourbon is they start, you know, Dave and I say, yeah, this beer tastes good. Mike tastes the bourbon, and he starts talking shit. I I, I just feel like I've just talked to uh, Albert Einstein in the theory of relativity with Mike's <laughs> dissection of the bourbons in his basement. But, uh Go ahead and check him out at Destination Bourbon on YouTube. Very interesting, very funny, but way over my head. Um, anyway, at Mike's team was Marino for a dollar, Peyton for three dollars, CC for two dollars. Who would that be? Uh, Megatron for four. Uh, quarterback, running back. Uh, it's a wide receiver for two dollars. If you can pull that oh. up, Dave. Um. Um, uh, Kelvin Johnson for four and Tony Gonzalez for five. So both Destination Bourbon, Mike Klein, and at D McPeak 22 from Flights, uh, from uh, Don't Forget the Popcorn, spent money on tight ends. I'm kind of surprised at that, but I like both their teams. But uh, the $2 entry from uh, wide receiver, who is CC? Is it Chris Carter? I'm getting there. I don't, rem- I don't remember Chris Carter being on that. Um, anyway, I, I believe he was. Um, uh, here, I got it. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Chris Carter's All on right. there. Yep. Two dollars. Right. So here. destination bourbon is Chris Carter. Um, so Mike and I share the same quarterback, running back. I I went with a dollar on Dan Marino, three dollars on Walter Payton, and then my five dollar play was Jerry Rice. And then I went with my second wide receiver, four dollar play is Megatron. Calvin Johnson, and then I went on the cheap on my tight end, unlike Destination Bourbon and um, at D McPeak 22, and I went Shannon Sharp for $2. So I figure, 
if if I you give me Marino, Peyton, Rice, Megatron, and Shannon Sharp, I, I like my odds. Dave, what was your team? My team was Manning, as right. the quarterback. Sanders, running back. Only Sanders. Yep. Yep. Moss, uh, DeAndrick, Hopkins as a receiver, yep. and Shannon Sharp. All right. Yeah. Once again, I I've win. got weapons. Yeah. Once again, I win though. <laughs> but hey, thanks for thanks for playing, Dave, Dave, and Mike. Um, all right, so comes to the point of the program where we go a little random question. Yep. All right, and I, I and I'm certain our debate on do you take one year thirty four million or four years one hundred twenty million is a way better question than my random question, but. Hey, we can't change it at this point. Right. The The program's been scripted and the chips have been played. Yep. So. So get to the question. Of Let's all go. your fictitious characters, not your fictitious characters, but uh, what would be the character that you wish was the real thing? Oh, and, and and why? I mean, why would you want that person to be the Out of any thing? movie, comic book, show... Commercial. Commercial. Oh, wow. All now, right. the only one I'm going to... The only one I'm going to rule out is... Uh, younger audiences, turn your... Turn the program off now. Three, two, one. Like, Santa Claus. I'm going to rule that out because obviously I think... We'd all agree Santa Claus would be the one you would want to be. Wait, whoa, 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 I mean, you say Tony the Tiger, and then I'm thinking the the leprechaun from uh, tri- from uh, Tricks would be kind of fun. Actually, the leprechaun <laughs> was from Lucky Charms. Or Lucky Charms, not Tricks, Tricks is, is the, the rabbit. rabbit. So. Yeah. Uh, geez. They're okay. Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. <laughs> so gets, I bet you he gets a lot of pussy. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you go with? Do you go with like a, an action fantasy movie like uh, The Hobbit, one of the characters in there? Do you go with a Marvel, a Marvel character? Do you go with a Star Wars character? Oh wow! Um, well, that's why I asked the question because I have my answer. Dave, yeah, so. that's that's very random and it's hard to think up what what character would I think or what character would I want to be real? Yeah, that you could like. That would almost be your like your your buddy, your confidant, your 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 role with. Hmm. Let's see. I would want my buddy. Yeah. Hmm. I almost want Bruce Banner, but who's Bruce Banner? <laughs> who's Bruce Banner? Yeah. AKA AKA the Hulk. Well, Bruce Banner's not a fucking fictitious character. Bruce Banner's the real guy. He is. Well, yeah, I mean, he was Bruce Banner and turned into the Hulk, so you want to roll. But he's not him. a real guy. Yeah, but he, there's a person that plays. Just, there's just, a person that plays the character. I'm just saying he could turn into the Hulk every once in a while. 
So you would want to be the you would want to roll the because Bruce Banner's a nobody. I mean, well, no, he's actually a genius. But I mean, I'm just saying. Well, like, okay, if you want to roll Bruce Banner because he's a genius. Hey, it's my random question. What I understand that, but I'm just I'm just clarifying it because you. I mean, you're not rolling. You know, if you're rolling with Bruce Banner, you're not rolling with the big green guy. Well, it's one and the same. No, he's not. <laughs> Come on. Just like Clark Kent and Superman. Clark Kent is Clark Kent. Superman is Superman. Those are two distinctly different people. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're, they're the nope. same person. Nope. He's wearing glasses in a in a, nope. in a suit. He's got his Superman suit I, underneath. We, this, well, if this is this, this is, your, is my random question. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. the rules. So okay. If you want to go with Ruth Banner, all right, all right, you're going to be a dirty guy with a fucking computer. All right, guy. listeners, do you understand what I'm dealing with here? All right, um, so fictitious character that I want to, without delaying this too much more, uh, uh, do I want to be really nerdy and say like Gandalf or something like that? Or do I want to go with more like, um, well, that must be dirty because I don't even know what the fuck you mean by Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh shit, Tony Stark. I'm just gonna go with Tony Stark. He'd be a good guy to roll with just because, because he's he's wealthy and and he'd be a fun guy to hang with, I guess. All right, Tony Stark. All right. Hey, I don't even know who that is, but you know who I'm rolling with? Who? I'm rolling with a Geico Gecko. You know <laughs> I mean, it's... Oh, my God. 15%. 15%. Serendipity. You know how much pussy you can pick up with that little fella sitting on your shoulder, the old Geico Gecko? That man is the man. The old Geico Gecko would roll large with you. Who, who, now, who did you pick? Tony Stark. Who is that? He's Iron Man. He's the guy that, he's oh, the character that. You were way, I, I would, yeah, I guess I didn't explain the question well enough, so I'm not going to. He's a fictitious character. Right, right, and that's why I said I, I didn't explain the question well enough, so I'm not going to rag you too much. But I, that's why I said, like, I mean, Tricks the Rabbit would have been a bad. You're been talking, a like, animated, like, totally pretend, like, yeah, not a. fake shit. That's why, that's why I like the Geico Gecko, because he's right. like, serendipity. Because <laughs> that was his idea, you know, the other 15%. You can say and you can say fifty percent in fifteen minutes. Serendipity. <laughs> that then, that it, cat when you you get if you don't get laid with the Geico Gecko, you are a loser. So I'm going with emu. Oh <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. Liberty Mutual yeah. Emo. Yeah, emu. Yeah, whatever. And Doug. <laughs> no, we, Doug can stay. He can so stay. Now that, yeah, he was the, the answer I'm looking for. But I, I'll take either one of them. But, All right. But yeah, that was a... Uh, but yeah, like the Geico Gecko is my my hero. When he, I love that commercial when he says, serendipity. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Dave, we come to the end of the program. I'd like to keep drinking all night. Maybe I will off mic. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? But we do have to rate Retreat. This is a hazy double IPA from Offshore Beer Company. Now, what if they all called themselves beer companies? I wouldn't struggle at all with that. <laughs> so, as the listeners <coughs> know, me. I judge my ratings on the beer of the night, and this is my favorite beer of the night. All right. And even though I said 
I'm a little loosey-goosey with the ratings lately. I went 388 on my first beer, and I like this a lot better than the first beer. Hmm. All right. So, I will continue to be four stingy and give this a 3.97. Liked it a lot. So, here's what I'm doing, and I've already got mine written down. I'm going to show you to verify. Verified. I liked it equally as much as the first one, the Farmer Strong, so I put it at 3.90. All right. So, Dave. Yeah. 50, 51 and 52. Almost a year of flights, football, and anything else. And for the 49th time, I looked down at the bottom of my glass. And as I can see, I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>